Welcome to the Beckham Down Podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson. I hope everyone's having a great start to the weekend. And what a great weekend it is. A weekend full of basketball, NBA, WNBA, a little bit of college basketball news. We're going to cover it all on this episode of the Back Em Down Podcast. Let's get this episode started by talking about the WNBA, the most recognizable name right now is Sabrina Inescu out of Oregon playing for the New York Liberty and man what a performance she put on the other night she struggled a little bit in that first game you could just tell that you know her feet weren't completely underneath her maybe a little bit of first game rookie jitters didn't look didn't look Truly comfortable on the court, a little bit rushed at times. And an interesting note, as I was looking through different WNBA news, is that uh, Sabrina reached out to Steph Curry, and he sat down with her in a virtual call and broke down her first game film. And she bounced back in such an amazing way putting up 33 points seven rebounds seven assists she was one point shy of the liberty's rookie record for points scored by a rookie in a game this was an extremely efficient game for her something that we we're used to seeing at oregon and it was only a matter of time before she put on a performance like this she was 6 of 11 from the three-point line, and she just looked comfortable out there. The game looked like it slowed down to her as well. She put on display her terrific passing ability, you know, threading a needle to teammates. And she probably would have had a double-double if her teammates would have finished some of her passes. You know, as I said, she looked like she played with a lot more confidence and it's going to be fun to watch her moving forward. Now let's talk about the Friday games in the WNBA. As the Atlanta Dream beat the New York Liberty 84-78, to the Dream were led by Laney, who scored 30 points and had eight rebounds to go along with that. Clarendon led the way for the New York Liberty as she had 16 points, five assists, and four rebounds. But the biggest news coming out of this game was the injury to Inesco. But the good news is that the neck, the X-rays came back negative, and hopefully she won't have to miss an extended period of time. In the next game, we had the Dallas Wings beat the Indiana Fever 76-73. The Dallas Wings were led by the number two overall pick in the WNBA draft out of Oregon, Satu Sabali, who put on a huge performance in this game, giving us 23 points and 17 rebounds to lead the Wings to a victory. Candace Dupree was the top performer for the Fever as she chipped in 11 points and grabbed eight rebounds on the night. 
In the last game, we had the Phoenix Mercury beat the Las Vegas Aces 102 to 95. The stud that she is, Diana Taurasi, led the way for the Mercury as she poured in 22 points and dished out 10 assists. Aja Wilson of the Aces had 17 points and 8 rebounds for Las Vegas. Saturday's going to be another good day for the WNBA as there's three games on the schedule. We have the Minnesota Lynx taking on the Connecticut Suns at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on NBA TV. After that, the Washington Mystics and the Chicago Sky will battle it out at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on NBA TV as well. Then it will change over to a different channel as the Los Angeles Sparks take on the Seattle Storm at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be a great day for women's basketball in the WNBA, so make sure you tune in to each of these games today. While college basketball is still up in the air for next season, but teams have returned to campus and have started practicing to prepare for next season, there hasn't been a whole lot of news in the NCAA uh, regarding college basketball other than they did announce that they will allow players to change their names on the back of their uniforms for anything in terms of injustice terms or trying to end racism. Pretty much the same thing that the NBA is doing right now. The only thing that might be tough for college players to do it is that some of them are trying to brand themselves as they progress forward in their careers. So, you know, for some of these guys, it's going to be very hard for them to change a name on the back of their uniforms as people try to get to know them and they try to build their brand for their future endeavors. Um, but the biggest news yesterday out of college basketball was the decision of K.J. Adams out of Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. Top 75 player in the country, standing at six foot seven, weighing 200 pounds, listed as a power forward, can play a little bit of the three as well, and play some five in small ball lineups. A lot of the reports coming in was that he was leaning towards Kansas, but he had cut his list down to deciding between Arkansas, Texas, Iowa, Kansas, Central Florida, Georgetown, Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Iona. But in the end, as he made his decision last night, he's going to be a Jayhawk, so he's going to be Joining the University of Kansas, and not much of a surprise here as they gain another top talent in the country for their 2021 recruiting class. We will be right back to discuss the new insurance policy put in by the NBA PA, the National Basketball Players Association, as well as talk about the Friday games and look ahead to the Saturday game slate.
Here is a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Now let's get into the NBA talk. A big decision was made on Thursday as after months of talking, the NBA Players Association was able to reach an agreement with the NBA to raise the insurance policy coverage for players to $2.5 million in benefits for career-ending injuries. This policy is also going to cover any on- and off-the-court injuries, including complications from COVID-19. The previous payout was only $312,000, and this is huge for the players moving forward as some of them unfortunately will experience some type of injury that could shorten their career or deal with a illness that does the same thing. Now they're going to have something to fall back on if they aren't able to play for a long time and accumulate a lot of money and save it up during that time. So great job by the NBA and the Players Association to come to this agreement that really puts the future of the players as an important aspect of the player relations with the league. Now let's jump into the NBA action as Friday was jam-packed with a lot of excitement and thrilling basketball play. In the first game of the day, we had the Orlando Magic and the Brooklyn Nets. It was a lot closer of a game than I thought it would be for a majority of it. But once that second half hit, the Magic hit a different gear and completely controlled the game from there on out as they poured in 41 points in the third quarter to lead them to a 10-point win over the Nets at 128 to 118. This is big for the Magic as they were able to jump the Nets into the seventh seed where I see them ending up in these final eight games of the NBA restart. In the second game of the day, we had the Portland Trailblazers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And man, this was a heck of a game. We had big performances from C.J. McCollum, from Dame, from John Morant, from Jaron Jackson Jr. As this game was full of up and downs, lead changes. But the Trailblazers come out on top. A big key factor to this win was the play of Carmelo as he poured in 21 points and looked as good as he has in quite some time on the court. Scoring at a very efficient rate as well is something we haven't seen in these past few years from him. But this is a huge game for the Trailblazers, pulling it off in overtime as now they gain a game on the Memphis Grizzlies for that eighth spot in the West. Now they are only two and a half games behind them and closes that gap, puts a little bit more pressure on the Grizzlies to take care of business moving forward. In the next game of the Friday slate, we had the Phoenix Suns taking on the Washington Wizards. And the Suns took care of business 
as they beat the Wizards 125 to 112. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton controlled this game as Booker poured in 27 points, and DeAndre Ayton had 24 points and 12 rebounds. The Suns were in control of this game from start to finish, really, as the Wizards just didn't pose any threat to them. It just goes to show that the Wizards just don't belong in this bubble. And I know it's good for the young guys like Achimori, who had a great game yesterday, scoring the 21 points. And this experience is vital for his development moving forward. But this is going to be an easy win for every team in the bubble when they play the Wizards, unfortunately. So we're going to move on to the next game. In this game, we had the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Boston Celtics, a battle of two of the top teams in the East and two teams many people think will meet in the Eastern Conference Finals and one of them obviously going to the NBA Finals. This was a great game, but Giannis was just way too much for the Celtics as they had no answer for him as he bullied his way into having 36 points, 15 rebounds, and 7 assists on the night. And, you know, the Celtics didn't get a great game out of the guy they need to produce the most, and Jason Tatum. But Jalen Brown had a great game, and Marcus Smart provided a somewhat unusual, strong offensive performance, knocking down a lot of perimeter shots from the three-point line that really helped the Celtics stay in this game till the end before Giannis put them away by converting two and ones and knocking down the free throws to give the Bucks the victory. In this next game, we had the Sacramento Kings taking on the San Antonio Spurs, and the Spurs surprised me as they were able to win this game over the Kings by a strong performance from DeRozan. And this is unfortunate for the Kings because, man, what a performance we got from De'Aaron Fox as he scored 39 points. And, you know, he was the best player on the court in this game but he just didn't get a whole lot of help from the supporting cast. And it's tough to see for the Kings as they were one of those teams in a tight race between the Pelicans and Trailblazers and to see them give up a game like this against the Spurs who are missing one of their best players and one of their more important Pieces off the bench and Trey Lyles. You just can't lose a game like this. And it just kind of goes to show that, you know, the Kings have been affected 
from the virus with a few of their players testing positive and maybe just haven't got the chemistry that they needed to pull off this win. And in the primetime matchup, we had the Houston Rockets versus the Dallas Mavericks. And this might be the best game so far in these few days since the NBA has returned. And this also might be the game that the least amount of defense was played as well. As they combined for a total of 302 points, the Rockets led by Westbrook and Harden. Harden was masterful in this game. Starting off the game going 6-for-6 from the field, 23 points in the first quarter. And after that, the Mavericks had enough, double-teamed him for the last three quarters. And he still still comes out with 49 points for the game to go along with nine assists, eight rebounds for a near triple-double. A stat line we're pretty much used to from Harden at this point. Westbrook added in 31 points to go along with Harden's 49. And, man, this was just a fun game to watch between, you know, Doncic and Porzingis battling out with Harden and Westbrook. And I just have to say about Doncic, just watching him, he's just so impressive to watch. You know, a few times, you know, his change of direction on his ball handling, his isolation attack is just so fluid and clean. It's something that young players need to watch and study a lot. But an also strong point for the Mavericks this game was that, you know, they got good contribution out of Tim Hardaway Jr., which is going to be big for them moving forward. But, man, this was just an exciting game as the Rockets win in overtime, which gives them a game on the Thunder, keeps them right there with the Jazz in the Western Conference playoff race. And, man, it's just going to be interesting to see how things shake up. Now we're going to jump into the Saturday game slate for the NBA. We've got five games on the schedule. Starting off for the game that's live right now in the Heat and Nuggets. The Heat are currently up 69-67 to with seven minutes left in the third quarter as Jay Crowder hits a three to put Miami up 72-67 and Denver calls a timeout. The next game is going to be the first game for the Oklahoma City Thunder as they're taking on the Utah Jazz, coming off the big comeback win over the Pelicans. This is a big game for the Thunder as they look to gain that game back on the Jazz. And then in the next game, we have the Pelicans and the Clippers, both coming off losses on opening night, seeing which team is going to be able to bounce back after suffering a defeat. I personally see the Clippers coming out and probably beating the Pelicans pretty handily after taking that tough loss to the Lakers. 
and then we have a game that will be very important in the Eastern Conference playoff seating as the 76ers take on the Pacers, looking to see if the 76ers lineup change pays off in a positive fashion as we see Shake Milton moved into the starting lineup and Alf Horford moves to the bench. And we'll also see if Victor Oladipo decides to play for the Pacers in this game. And then in the primetime slot for Saturday night, we have the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Toronto Raptors, which will be a compelling matchup. The only thing about this game is that the reports yesterday that Anthony Davis and LeBron and Deion Waiters were dealing with minor injuries. So they may not play tonight since the Lakers only have to win one more game to clinch that top spot in the West. I really think they need to play this game at full strength because uh, the Raptors are a team they have struggled with during the regular season. And so it's always important to, you know, build confidence against those teams that maybe you haven't been so successful for. But this is a loaded game schedule for the day, full of compelling matchups, bound to create storylines for the next few days. And that wraps it up for this episode. Go to my Instagram page at Back em Down. Follow. Put in the comments who you think is going to win today's game. Send me any questions. Also, go follow my Twitter page. Do the same there as let me know who you think is going to win each of these games today in the NBA and the WNBA. And send me questions there as well as I will take those questions, answer them here on the podcast. I'm ready to sit back and relax and enjoy the rest of this day of basketball. I hope you all do the same. And once again, I want to say thank you for tuning in. If you want to become a monthly contributor to the Back em Down podcast, please click the link at the bottom of the show notes. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Back em Down podcast.